Hello, and welcome back to the According to Andrew podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and today I'll be talking about a topic that I have discussed in a previous episode. Like making me the new co-host? No, Chuck. How did you get here? Did you get past security? I did put up a job offer for security guard recently. Yeah, I know. I took the job. Wait, so you took the job of security so that you can get inside my office without anyone noticing? Yep. That seems like a weird way to get in. (sighs) You really want to host this podcast, do you? Yes, I still don't get why you don't want to let me host with you. It's just that you don't bring anything important to the table. Yes, I do. I bring so many important things to the table, like this box of Oreos. You can't bring Oreos here. This is a professional workplace. It's cookies and cream flavored. Oreo flavored Oreos? Never mind, you can join. Let's start again. Welcome back to the According to Andrew podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm your host, Chuck. Temporary host, Chuck. Today, we will be revisiting a topic that we have briefly touched upon in our first episode. Yes, our very exciting topic, which is Asian-Canadian racism. Oh. You might be wondering, why are we discussing this again? Well, let's just say that the situation has not gotten any better. It's gotten worse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I was implying. So far, Asian-Canadian racism has been on a surge over the past couple of months. Millions of Asian-Canadians are suffering from discrimination and racism just because the virus had originated from their home country. And that is no excuse to be so harsh on these minorities. They have no control over the virus. Has anyone ever thought about that? No Asian Canadian is able to control the virus and bend it to their will. Like Avatar the Last Airbender? Um, no. How does that even relate to this? Um, Avatar's Asian. I don't know if any of them are Asian. Aren't they just big blue aliens? Um, actually, hold that thought, Chuck. And then throw it in the trash because it's not relevant. Let's come back to the topic of discussion. Many people might believe that Asian-Canadian racism is not to be worried about when we have police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement, but Asian-Canadian racism is equally important too. In a report by Statistics Canada about the perceived increase in harassment or attacks by visible minority groups since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the racism towards Chinese people has risen by 30.4% in May 2020. There have been many viral videos of such racist acts and physical harassment towards Chinese Canadians. From a viewer's perspective, many of these videos are disturbing and can make many feel triggered. Wow, you do your research. Yeah, I do do my homework before the podcast. <laughs> you said do-do. Um, okay. Well, even in different regions in Canada, racism towards Asian Canadians has risen significantly. In a report by the Vancouver Police Department, hate crimes toward Asian Canadians rose by 717% from 2019 to 2020. And Montreal Police have reported that 22 crimes and 8 hate crimes toward Asian Canadians happened between March and December 2020. Research shows that Toronto has the second highest number of hate crimes toward Asian Canadians, as reported by CTV News. And to understand what type of hate crimes Asian Canadians face, Project 1907 has made a chart based on reported incidents of anti-Asian hate crimes, 
where it shows that 65% of incidents account for verbal abuse and harassment, and 30% account for physical assault. 30% is almost a third of the total, and that is unacceptable. Downright insulting. It is, Chuck. I don't think many of us realize how bad the situation is because it does not really affect us that much, apart from those who are Asian Canadians. And because they are a minority, solving the situation seems like such an afterthought. If this same thing happened to white people, people would be scrambling all over the place and would make sure the issue would be resolved. But unfortunately, not a lot of people will do the same to resolve the issue of racism towards Asian Canadians. And it's not like this issue is only relevant today. Racism towards Asian Canadians is not a new thing, but is re-emerging from the past. Canadians have a history of being racist towards Asians and Chinese Canadians. To talk more about this issue, I would like to welcome historian Philip Eisner Cheesesteak, or in his abbreviated name, Dr. Phil E. Cheesesteak. I would prefer you not to abbreviate my name like that. It degrades my superiority and makes me sound like a fool. I mean, Philly Cheesesteak is a pretty cool name. I swear if you repeat that name, I will figuratively jump out a window. Figuratively? Well, I'm certainly not going to literally jump out a window because of your teasing. I have much higher standards and am invulnerable to insults. As they say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never break me. Okay, wow. So, Dr. Cheesesteak, how did discrimination against Asian Canadians start in Canada? Well, I can't really explain how it started, but I can discuss one of the earliest forms of racism that Asian Canadians faced, the Chinese head tax. Ew. It's not what you think, Chuck. Can you not interrupt me? Whenever people interrupt me, I am figuratively driven up the wall. You don't need to say figuratively all the time. We know that you aren't literally driven up a wall. Please, continue Dr. Cheesesteak, and let's not deviate from the topic anymore. Well, the Chinese head tax was implemented to reduce and restrict Chinese immigration after it was no longer necessary for any Chinese laborers to build the Canadian Pacific Railway. So technically, they wanted to get rid of Asians after using them to finish their own railway? Sure. Well, Chinese immigrants had to pay head tax between 1885 and 1923. This would obviously help decrease immigration as many families had to struggle and work hard to afford the tax. It was at first $50 per head, but soon grew to $500 per head. And during the 38 years this tax lasted, Chinese Canadians paid $23 million in order to live in Canada. But soon, this law was removed. Oh, phew. And in place, they consecrated the Chinese Immigration Act, also known as the Chinese Exclusion Act. This banned any Chinese immigrants from entering Canada until the law's eventual removal in 1947. In 2006, the federal government of Canada apologized to the Chinese communities about the head tax and the Chinese Immigration Act and any other racist immigration policies they have implemented. The point is, Canada has not been welcome to the Asian community, even back then. Yes, we apologized and started being more friendly, but now the situation has changed ever since the pandemic hit. The virus is now the new head tax, if you will, as it causes discrimination against Asians because of their background and ethnicity, just like the Chinese head tax did. Precisely. Anti-Asian hate crimes are continuing to rise, and this means that we have not learned from our mistakes. 
Racism towards Asian communities based on the origination of COVID-19 is just as worse as the Chinese head tax. And in a world where there is the Black Lives Matter movement and protests, we should know and act better. Thanks for the cheese tag for the lesson. I told you not to repeat that name. Well, I hope I've enlightened you with the information I've shared about the cruelty Asians faced in the past. You sure did help shed light on this issue and hit home the message that Canada has not done enough. We have not done enough to amend our mistakes. We have not done enough to correct the unjust treatment we showed to Chinese Canadians. And until we fix that problem, no public apology will be enough to show that we care. We must show that through the way we interact with Chinese Canadians and how we treat them. We must make sure that we are not racist to the Asian communities and that we respect them and treat them equally. All we have to remember is that we would never want to face such racism in our lives and so shouldn't the Asian Canadian communities. Now, this podcast may not completely get rid of anti-Asian racism and hate crimes. Many listeners may still think this issue is very minimal and not enough to care about. All we can do is help shed light on this issue and bring factual evidence to prove that this really is a major problem. Wow, Chuck. That was pretty good. I know, my delivery was spot on. Well, Chuck is right. We may not be able to end anti-Asian racism, but we hope that this podcast might at least help you be informed on this issue. Sharing this podcast to your friends and family helps spread awareness on this issue and can maybe even spread some change. And so, can I leave now? I'm pretty sure my segment is done and you didn't tell me if I could leave yet. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I guess that wraps today's episode, I think. Certainly does, Chuck. Remember, Asian Canadians do not deserve such racist acts and hate crimes, which they have been enduring for almost 100 years in Canada. If we all respect them and treat one another equally, maybe this issue can be resolved. We can all change for the better if we work together. Trademark. This is your host, Andrew, and Chuck, signing off.